find it and then I found it when I was cleaning the mudroom because of course I did <laughs> yeah of course well hi welcome to the Nomi podcast I'm Lindsay and I'm Normandy and we've been gone for a really long time because we've been really busy slash procrastinating <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right we're not too afraid to do a two-week late Halloween episode <laughs> why not when in Rome, even though it is now fully Christmas time in my house. Oh. <laughs> I haven't set up my big tree yet, but like I have my big like Christmas tree farm set up with all my little ones. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal for anyone who doesn't know. It's a... Uh, it is a big deal. I'm, big I'm tempted to just take my, <laughs> take my computer over there and be like, look at all my trees. No, it's okay. We won't do that. Because it's Halloween. <laughs> Why not? Yes. Um, yeah, well, we had this great idea for an episode, but then, of course, October was insane. And, of course, we were very optimistic about what we could achieve during Halloween weekend, which, of course, we didn't. Yes. Normandy came to visit, and in those three days, we okay. thought we could accomplish something, and <laughs> we surely did not. <laughs> Except yeah. the girls got so much candy. It is insane. Because it was Halloween weekend. It was a two-day event. It was really like a three, four-day event. But Yeah, it was it was an intense weekend. That's the first time I've dressed up for Halloween since I was probably like 18. Um, you know, and the girls were so, so, so happy because we all dressed up as witches. And it was just the best. It was super fun. We were a great coven. Of course, you guys were all like legit, like black, kind of like dark witches, and I was like bright pink. But there's there is no wrong way to be a witch, Normandy. That's right. There's every kind of way in which you can be a witch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess let's get into what we're gonna do. Yes, yes. Today we are telling dating horror stories because it's still spooky around here. Well, you know, dating is always spooky, so that's a year-long thing. That is true. I'm very, I'm very glad to be retired from the dating world because, man, oh man, <laughs> did I get thrown through the ringer until I found a good one. Yeah. <laughs> And I still have no faith in humanity. So, hello. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, do you want to start? You want me to start? Um, yeah, I guess we'll we'll go chronologically from uh, our young high school days to our crazy current days. Um, Though I will say I have one really good story from elementary school. Or was Go for it? it? No, I think it was middle school. I was in sixth grade. 
I mean, I don't think I have anyone from elementary school to like drag. Like, I mean, I think I ha I there are rumors that some like everyone in my kindergarten class said that I kissed some guy. I have no recollection of doing that. So I'm kind of feel like maybe that was just someone trying to like make drama happen. Probably where it wasn't happening. Cause I was like, you know maybe kept the rules too well as a child, you know? <laughs> so I don't okay. really- I broke enough rules for both of us. <laughs> and probably so, yeah. several other people. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, go ahead with your elementary story. Well, so my first kiss actually was with a girl. I have never told anyone this before. I don't want to say the name but it was a girl that lived in our neighborhood and she had a little brother who ripped all the heads off our Barbie doll. Oh, so I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> She's a terrible person. I didn't like her, but um, she was the first person to ever kiss me. Interesting. Had, so she kissed you. We had like a week long saga of like making out when I was like probably nine or 10. Oh my goodness. That's so young. <laughs> <laughs> She started it, <laughs> but would, um, honestly, yeah. And I was just like, this is really weird, but I'm not mad about it. Honestly, I should have been well aware that I was bisexual long before I ever was like, oh yeah, I'm probably bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> I was into it. But anyways, um, no, when I was in sixth grade, I had my first ever boyfriend. Um, I'm not going to say his name because irrelevant. No, I think we're using um, code names today. Code names. Yeah, I'll call him. <laughs> I was the one that ruined it. It was the fart incident. <laughs> <laughs> so we like started dating in like that classic way of he passed me a note in class and was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I'd spoken to him twice. So I was like, sure. And we had to work on this history project together. And so I like went over to his house and we went and we're jumping on the trampoline and I farted on the trampoline. And I felt so embarrassed that like, I didn't say anything and he didn't say anything. And we just kind of like sat there and stared at each other for like a solid minute. And it was awful. It was the worst, like, the worst and then the next day I came to school and he passed me a note saying that he was breaking up with me that's so ridiculous <laughs> I mean I can imagine even now maybe being like a little bit awkward about like farting in front of someone you're not I didn't fart in front of Brandon until probably we were married or no when we when we moved in together mm-hmm and the first time it happened, he was just like, you're so weird. It really took you this long. <laughs> you okay with that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> What's wrong with me? It takes a long time to be comfortable with bodily functions with other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess with my first husband, it wasn't even like a thing because I had two babies with him. And so I'm like, you've seen me at my very, very, very worst. Mm -hmm. So I guess I just didn't care as much. Yeah. I, I liked Brandon so much from the beginning that I was just like, 
hold it in. <laughs> and then every time when I would get in my car to go home after I hung out with him, I would just be like, apparently be a really personal podcast today. We're just, um, we're putting it all out there. So it's your turn. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, so my first kind of I mean, so for me, I was always a very, like, I was really introverted as a kid, but yeah. I, like a lot of that came from insecurity. And so I didn't really have like a full on relationship at all. Um, I just had a lot of like internal kind of fantasy crushes and, um, oh wait, I feel like I just remembered another story I have to tell first. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so this is a this is a story. I actually want to like make a graphic novel. <laughs> this idea, just like of different, you know, high school things. But my first like big high school crush, it was I was a freshman and he was a senior, and we were in Latin class together. Mm-hmm. And it was this kind of weird thing where it's like, you know, like sometimes you're in a, in an elective class like that where you're with all these different people, and it's like people who would never become friends under any other circumstances, like somehow end up making a connection. So it was me, our one friend who was like our dad's colleague's son that we've known since growing up forever. So he was in that class. And then there was like this one goth kid who wore, you know, like he was the nicest person in the world ever, but he would have like the big black spikes and like the eye makeup and like the chains and the pants that were like five feet wide across, you know, Ooh, um, jeans. Yeah. So there was <laughs> that, that was so old. <laughs> that right there. I know it was such a specific like genre of emo kid. Um, so there's that. And then there was like the high school football senior jock. <laughs> and that was the one you chose to fall in love with obviously (laughs) I know in looking back you would think it's like I was the artist I probably should have gone for the jock or the goth kid but um especially because he's such a sweetheart yeah but um no of course like I went for the guy who was completely out of my league a senior four years older than me like and was very popular and I was like sweatshirt girl like barely said anything but we kind of all hit it off and I think the only reason that happened was because like that guy that we'd known growing up was there and so it's like we had known each other on another level so he could like pull things out of me that other people couldn't because mm-hmm. I definitely like when I graduated people were like uh I've never heard of this girl who's this girl in our yearbook you know it's like people like didn't even know I, I existed because I like did everything to lie under the radar, you know? I wish I had done that. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> it was a choice. It was a choice, and I think there's pros and cons to it. Um, I had really good friends, and I appreciate that. But anyways, so it's like, whatever. I never thought that, you know, anything would come of, like, me actually dating this guy that was absolutely not in the realm of possibility and I knew that but it was still like he was cute and I you know whatever like stare at him you know across the room kind of a thing Uh, well actually he sat like right in front of me anyways 
So you just stare at the back of his head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. What thing is it? It's <laughs> it was exactly like that. Oh my gosh. Um, anyways, so February comes around and <laughs> the school, <laughs> it's so embarrassing, but it's like such a quintessential, like high school, oh gosh, worst idea ever. So the school was doing a, like, buy a carnation and send it to somebody, you know, that you admire and you could do it anonymously. And then, (laughs) and the proceeds went to like some school function or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, if I, it's anonymous, then he'll never know. You know, of course it's like, we only have like 100 or 200 people in each class. It wasn't like I mean, it's a big high school, but it wasn't like the biggest high school ever. It wasn't you know? a big heritage. You're right. So yeah, it was a tight knit community and it just so happened. I was like, I don't know anybody, you know, as a freshman, you don't know about, you know, what's going on. You just, especially for me, I was middles uh, in middle school. I was homeschooled. So I didn't even know what was going on with like my own class and people I had known since elementary school. Anyways. So I go buy this flower anonymously and I was just like, whatever. And I was like, it's, he's not even going to get it in my class. Like he'll get it in some other period. Mm-hmm. But then like, lo and behold, it happens. I don't know what I like, what had happened, but for some reason it came in my class. So like when they brought it in, I just like sat there like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> and he was he was so sweet. He was just like, wow, this carnation smells so good. (laughs) But that's not the worst part. The worst part is that I found out later through the grapevine that the girl that I had bought the carnation from was like kind of about to start dating that guy. (laughs) (laughs) like listen this stupid freshman (laughs) yeah so it was awful um it's the worst so it was one of those things where it's like I didn't think really that much about it for the rest of the year and then somebody told me like right as the school year was ending so I was kind of like oh my gosh kill me but it was like whatever he was graduating I wasn't really gonna ever see him again but (laughs) I did. So I used to go on walks a lot on the bike trail Mm -hmm. and along the bike trail, there was a 7-Eleven. So 7-Eleven, I recall that was the only place I could buy cigarettes because he never asked for our ID. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that our experience, life experiences are so different because I'm like, yeah, go get Slurpees. And you're just like, go get cigarettes. (laughs) get a lottery ticket. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyways, so one day in like June, I'm walking along, I go in and get a Slurpee. And then as I come out, he's walking towards me and he goes, Hey, how's it going? And I like had kind of just figured out 
all of this stuff that had happened and I felt retroactively very embarrassed mm -hmm. and so I just like put up my hand in the shape of an <laughs> L and didn't say anything why? <laughs> and just walked past him <laughs> because that was the only way I knew how to deal with my embarrassment <laughs> I told this story to someone else that I was dating and they were like but you liked him. <laughs> He's like, you liked this boy and then you called him a loser. <laughs> Listen, I've done far worse things to people that I liked. Yeah. But still. So that was my first embarrassing, like, I did not get away with it crush story. Oh, man. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great movie, though? That would be... Fantastic. Yeah. So nobody steal that from me. That's mine. And, um, and I'm going to share it with the world. Watch out our 10 viewers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. Normandy, that's so good. That's so good. It's so stupid. Oh man. Yeah. High school was weird. Well, I had my first ever boyfriend like end of end of middle school beginning of high school and it was actually a very serious relationship I mean as serious as it could be for being 14 but I was really in love with him he was the tall one yeah yeah I think I know who you're talking about yeah I I, I just loved him so much I think I met him like two or three times yeah, he would he would come over to the house. Mm -hmm. Um but like his parents got divorced the same year our parents got divorced and they moved to where was the church that we went? Percival. Yeah. They moved to Percival, we moved to the other side of Leesburg and so it was just like opposite directions. Yeah not going to the same schools, whatever. So we like broke up, but then he started dating this girl who was like this rock climber and she was really cool and pretty. And he like would brag about her to me. Why were you even still talking though? Cause well, we still talked, we talked and saw each other on a regular basis up until I was probably like 17. Mm. Um, like we stayed friends, like it wasn't a nasty breakup by any means, right. but, um, yeah, he did that. And I just remember him telling me about his new girlfriend and like bragging about her and all of this stuff while I was at a sleepover at my friend Christina's house. And I just remember going into her closet and just sitting down and like, ugly crying just being like he's the love of my life <laughs> oh my gosh I feel like every crush that I had until I was like 25 that's how I felt about every single one and I was just like I'll never love again <laughs> yeah that was that was definitely my first moment of being like how could I ever care about another person as much as I cared about him so that was that was that. And then 
I did not have any like really long-term successful relationships in high school until we moved out to Utah. I dated the one guy who you thought was really weird that I was dating because I was like 16 and he was 18. Oh yeah. He was. Oh, man. I for- you he have had the- so many boyfriends. I cannot keep track. <sighs> Most of them are completely irrelevant. Right. I just remember him specifically because he was a Pokemon state champion. Naturally. <laughs> for one. And then for two, I think after like two months of dating, he broke up with me via phone because I wasn't making enough of an effort to be close to God. Okay. And I was like, oh, honey, you don't know who you're dating. Yeah. I'm making an effort to be closer to the devil. I do not care (laughs) and so and that was kind of one of the things that I said to him I was just like on uh at what point did I ever give you the notion that I was going to attempt to be religious right well I guess I don't think I realized that he was yeah no he was and I think he broke up with me after I brought him with me to hang out with my friend Matt and me and Matt were in the back seat of his car um like huffing mm-hmm. <laughs> doing like whippets but like hardcore whippets that was a really dark time in my life <laughs> and i'm like you mean like bop it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah like like bop it <laughs> yeah it's a more it's a more hardcore game of, of- <laughs> that's how it goes um oh man oh man but then when I moved out to Utah there was the one guy I dated that like was really crazy and wait was that guy in Virginia man guy or the the pokemon guy yeah yeah oh okay so then i don't think i know who you're talking about which by that time i honestly was probably in utah in college and you were still there or like i was because i remember you like came into my room one night and you were like listen it's really weird that you're dating an adult i'm like he's 18 he's still in high school and you're like no it's weird oh yeah i don't remember at all I mean, it was literally, like, probably not even two months. Like, it was a very short-lived thing. And most relationships that I had, like, they weren't relationships. It was, like, you're my boyfriend. It was, like, the passing the time kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and I just didn't fit in anywhere. Yeah. Like, well, and, like, you in that way, it's, like, you're kind of a serial dater where you just, like, are dating people. And I'm, like nothing or in a like full-on like I'm gonna marry this person relationship kind of a thing yeah I mean I was a very lonely person and so really anyone that would give me attention I'd be like okay and that's sad but that's true you're (laughs) like I know this about myself I've accepted it I mean yeah I you just gotta laugh at the trauma yeah totally (laughs) <laughs> I'm over it now. So 
should I talk about Voldemort? Yes. <laughs> Voldemort is my, so this was my senior, when I was a senior, well, we were both seniors, junior seniors. I, I think I met him when we were juniors. Anyways, he was another one that like, I had an intense crush on him, but at the same time, we did have an actual like friendship as well because we were in the same ward and both you and I were really good friends with his sister and we had a very strong relationship with her. I mean, I definitely did not date him. Thank goodness. But like we, it wasn't, you know, like complete fantasy either, right? Like we would all kind of hang out or I would go hang out with them at their house. But it was very strange. He was definitely always like, he was flirty sometimes. He was what? He would be like flirty. Yeah, well, yeah, it's an a, an interesting thing in that it took me a long time to kind of figure him out because I still thought that everyone was a good person. And then I feel like, sorry to anyone who knows him, but like, I just don't feel like, I feel that he's very manipulative. No, he's not a good person. <laughs> yeah. Period. He's not a good person. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, the story with him was, I was just like, oh, he plays the guitar. Oh, he's so funny. And he is funny, but like some, you know, often at the expense of somebody else. And anyways, to me, he was kind of like, I feel like had almost like Adam Brody vibes in the OC, you know, or like maybe the OC or in Gilmore Girls, you know, where he plays um, Lane's boyfriend. Oh my gosh, Adam Brody was everything. Um, anyways, very intense. And I mean, I was a legit stalker. Like I'm going to take like that um, accountability that when he was working over at the Best Buy, I found every excuse to go over and, you know, just test out Guitar Hero, like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we did spend a lot of time at that Best Buy. Yeah, I mean, it was very, it was, like, the only thing that we could walk to from that apartment that we were at. Um, and then also that was a tumultuous time for you as well. So it was just like, there's a lot going on, but I still was just like, he's so cool. And like, it totally makes sense. Um, and, you know, of course, like being in church, like leaders are like, oh, you guys are going to like go to college and then you're going to get married, blah, 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 which is always like, just, uh, just let people do what they're going to do. Anyways, the main story is I decided to ask him to prom for senior prom and you didn't know that no I didn't know that yeah well what happened was so one day after seminary we were leaving and I was like hey it, I mean it was really casual I was just like hey would you want to like go to my prom with me and he was like uh I'll think about it and I was like okay um, sounds good, I guess. And so then like, you know, I didn't bring it up, but it was getting closer. And so I called him probably like a week before 
prom was actually going to happen. And I was like, Hey, I just wanted to like follow you follow up and see if you wanted to come with me to prom. And he was like, um, yeah, I think I'm busy and I can't go. And I was just like, okay. And of course, looking back now, it's just like, just say you can't like, just say you don't want to go. Like, I mean, he obviously was like, didn't want to, and was just trying to get out of it. And honestly, I'm so glad that he didn't go because I had so much more fun going just with like my girlfriends. And I think we had like a picnic in the house and then went to prom and it was like, whatever. And we just had fun together. Um, and I had a very pink sparkly dress, no surprise. I do remember that. Um, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately the saga continued because we both ended up going to the same college and starting the same semester. And we both started summer semester because we were both not great students. And so the college was like, if you come early, we'll give you a chance kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got in because the art school accepted me. And then the administration was just like, all right, we'll give you a pass. Um, <laughs> like, yes, ignore the <laughs> yeah, ignore the fact that I got a D in chemistry. But um, it's all good. I went to summer school and made it up. Anyway, so that relationship, like, kind of kept going. And that's when it did get really bad, where um, it's like he obviously knew that I had a crush on him. And so that at that point he was just using me completely and would be like, Hey, we should do like, um, an art collaboration project. And he would always like want to do projects, but where it was his idea and I was doing free art for him. And then when I actually wanted to like hang out or whatever, like actually be friends, he was like, he always fell through and, um, but it was weird because I would kind of be like, okay, you know what? Like, you don't want to do this and I don't want to do this. So I'm not going to talk to you anymore. And so when I would do that, then he would all of a sudden be like, no, 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 no. Like, no, let's hang out. And like, you're my best friend and blah, 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 blah. And well, it he just like have people around him. Like, I think that he's that kind of guy that he just wanted like worshipers, like to boost his ego as if it well, could be any bigger. I think what would happen is that he would do stupid things and then his other like friends that he actually liked would like then be like, uh, you're kind of a jerk and like the worst and would like ditch him. And then he would be like, well, Normandy's nice. So I'll go take advantage of her. Um, so that just like kept going back and forth, back and forth forever. And then... Oh yeah. You wanted to tell this story. So then, um, <laughs> I went, so as I was getting ready to go on my mission, he I to our house for you to open your mission call. Right. And I did hang out with him a couple of times, like, right. I don't know. And also to be like, also honest, I was pretty hot at that time because I spent that whole summer going to the gym and I had a personal trainer. So I was uh, keeping it tight. And <laughs> if you will. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, 
So it looked pretty good. And so we were like hanging out a little bit. And then he came over, um, yeah, for me to open my mission call. And I had like all of my freshmen, like college friends over. Um, there were a lot of people there. Cause I think that was my going away talk yeah. um, at church. And then everyone came over to the house after. Um, and he was just, yeah, being weird. Yeah. Um, I remember there was one point where he like patted the couch and was like, come sit down next to Papa or something. Ugh, gross. I mean, that was very typical him just like yeah. saying dumb yeah, things. He, was, he had a weird charm. I mean, like there, I could definitely see why you liked him for sure. Like, and, and I, I thought he was a nice, well, I wouldn't say I thought he was nice, but he was entertaining. I saw him, I saw who I wanted him to be. Yeah. And I would totally ignore the the amazing red flags. Yeah. Well, I've been there. But yeah, then he was asking around to see if he could get a ride home. And I was like, oh, I'll give you a ride home. (laughs) Got him in my car, locked the doors, started driving, lit up a cigarette just to make him as uncomfortable as humanly possible. And I was like, listen up, bro. (laughs) And I went off on him for like probably a solid 10 minutes. And I was like, so I think you're a total asshole. Like, you are so rude to my sister. You take advantage of her. You hurt her feelings all the time. And, like, you know that she likes you. And he was like, well, I guess. And I'm like, okay, so you and I both know that you know that she likes you. And you don't like her. I know you don't like her. But you just like to use her. And that's fucked up. And you need to either be better to her or off. (laughs) And he was just like silent, just silent. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a nice person. (laughs) And I was like, but Normandy is a really, really nice person. She is nice enough for both of us. (laughs) So I can be mean. (laughs) And here I am to tell you that if you keep messing with her, I don't care how tiny I am, I will F you up. <laughs> like, I was just so done because I listened to you talk about him all the time when he would hurt you. And I just, oh, it just killed me. Yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> beat him up rhetorically. <laughs> Yeah, which I I appreciate. And it it took me still a little bit longer to like get to that point for myself too. But I did get there. And honestly, it was a little bit of a turning point. That was kind of like my first kind of like a little bit of a learning experience, but it wasn't until later. Anyways, I'll just finish this story really quick. But so I did go on my mission. That was a year and a half. Um, And by the end, I was kind of like, I didn't even, you know, I wasn't thinking about him. I don't think that he wrote me, like, I was still, again, talking more with his sister, who's an angel and who we love, by the way. Like, he is such a sweet person. Yeah. Like, she got all of the 
the best characteristics in that family. Just saying. Um, but yeah, so, but when I came back and that's the, like, that's the other thing is I would not seek him out. Like there, like I, there was a point where I was kind of like, I'm not doing anything. But so I got back from my mission and who calls me, but Voldemort, he who was not be named. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> And he was like, hey, so how's it going? And like, you got home from your mission and blah, 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 blah. And so, right, it's like, I don't even reach out to him. But then he's like, hey, let's go hang out. So we go and we like get dinner. And then we went back to my apartment and he got out the guitar and he started playing the guitar. And he was like playing a Jason Mraz song or whatever. And I was just like, this is cool. And I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe things will be different this time. And then he stops playing the song and he is like, so are you like over the crush that you have on me? And I was just like, uh, I mean, I don't really know. And he was like, cause it's just like, you know, I'm not interested. And so that's not really gonna work out. And I was just like, well, it'd probably be really hard for me to just like only be friends. And he was just like, well, um, he was like, I guess I should go then. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And so then he left and then I called our other friend, Annie. And I was just like, this just happened. And Annie was like, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, ah, I hate him. Like, please just like, let him like walk oh, out. I love them so much. They're yeah. And, person. Yeah. And Annie was like, let's go get chocolate popsicles and watch an artsy movie. And then, um, they just kept telling me like, I feel like you kept imagining him to be this amazing person when he was actually, <laughs> One of my freshman roommates called him a scum bucket. And I'm just like, it's really the best descriptive word yes. for him. And it's like, you what know what? That reminds me of uh, Little Rascals. You are scum between my toes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, I wanted so much to just like be his friend, be his girlfriend, just like be, and I did so many things for him. I showed up the day that he invited me to church to watch him talk and he slept through it and never showed up. And just like, there were just so many times like that where I, oh yeah. And then another time where he was like, oh, I was making out with this girl, but then like, you know, I, I don't really like her, but I was kind of like, maybe I'll just keep doing it. And he was like, do you think that's bad? And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, I feel like you're just not a good person. <laughs> not, not a good person. Um, I mean, I still am always like, you know, maybe one day they'll change, but that's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm done with you and there's absolutely no reason for me to continue uh at all (laughs) well also I have tea because Sammy is also really good friends with um his sister Mm -hmm. and um I guess he really liked her back in the day right 
and um he tried to come after her for a little while too that sounds so sinister <laughs> but really <laughs> not what it was like and um you know she wasn't interested and I guess that he just has a taste for younger girls because he married a girl that is quite a bit younger than him and which doesn't surprise me because people who like to manipulate want to have someone that they can control exactly well that's exactly what it is I don't think he ever could have gotten somebody who's who was actually like mature because they would have been like (laughs) you're a terrible person okay bye so yeah, yeah he's he's a terrible person and if there is a ninth circle of hell he definitely belongs there <laughs> he's like that's my seasons <laughs> oh, fun times yeah oh god i definitely don't know that i have anything that epic well i dated this guy in high school when we moved out to utah he was like an emo boy. I liked him. He was cool. He was different. Which this I am not the stoner wannabe. No. I'll tell that story next. <laughs> also, my FHE brother who was Oh my like- god, I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? No, I just thought I just knew he was a friend of yours. Yeah, no, he was my, in our freshman FHE group. And so it's like, he was clearly living this double life and we were all like, oh, you're the coolest. And like, you go to church and do all these things. And then with you. He was living with his girlfriend while attending BYU and coming to my house and picking me up and going and getting high with me in the park down the street from my house. (laughs) So was that what that relationship was about for him was just like using you as an experience to like experiment with drugs and stuff well he was already smoking like when he met me Mm -hmm. um and he had a friend that was like his stoner buddy and I think his friend also went to BYU maybe I'm not sure or maybe they just worked together I don't know but I met him through you we were like hanging out at your apartment one night and he came over and like I could tell he was really high (laughs) because we were just like talking and he was like sitting on the floor and just like laughing so hard and I was like that is not a sober man (laughs) but then we he and I started talking about like music and movies and we like had a lot of similar tastes and I don't know he like texted me one night and he's like what's up and I'm like nothing and he was just like well I just bought some pizza and a dime bag and and um are you busy and I'm like no and he's like cool can I come over and that was the time that was when mom was like going to college and working full-time at the time so she was like never home so I was like sure (laughs) Nick was asleep you know so like he came over and like smoked weed in the garage and ate pizza and I don't know, we just became friends. And I, I think Loki fell in love with him. Because it was that w- one of those things where he was older and, like, he was tall. I've always had a thing for tall guys. No, he was totally, like, the cool hipster. Yeah. Like, Though, yeah. looking back, like, he's not attractive. He's not. He just had, like, the hipster boy look. Yeah. You know, um, which I was very into. And so 
He has those skinny jeans. Yeah. Skinny jeans and plaid shirts. And glasses. Yeah. Yeah. The swoopy curly hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He had the whole vibe and I was very into it. But um, we would hang out all the time. Like, and he would seek me out to hang out. And um, I don't even remember all of the details of it, but like he ended up breaking up with his girlfriend and she moved out because like, I guess they were in a really rocky place to start with, like when I started hanging out with him. And then um, we like made out one night and I was like, oh my God, it's I was like, oh my gosh, we're finally going to be together. Oh, I'm so excited. And then like literally two weeks later, he was like, so my friend Danny's moving in and I really like her. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was so like taken aback by it. And he was just really rude towards the end. And then he kind of ghosted me. And then like six months later, I was like up at a party one night. And I was laying in bed after and I was like, okay, I'm drunk enough to do this. And I like (laughs) texted him and I was just like, oh, wait, no. First, I sent him a letter. Oh, oh my gosh. The days of sending letters. Oh, boy. I did that so many times. It's don't do it. It, You will always regret it. Yeah. I sent him a letter. And it was literally like, so it was like, I am your biggest cheerleader. I care about you. I want you to succeed. But also like, I just feel like you are like kind of up your own life by being high 24 seven and like, yeah, it's fun. But also like, you shouldn't be like that. Also me at the time, fully addicted to Xanax. Like, I was not the person to be giving out that advice, but I was giving out that advice. (laughs) And I was just like, I just think that what you're doing isn't great because he was like going to BYU. Yeah, no, I mean, he had signed a contract saying that he wasn't going to do any of those things. And so it's like, I was like, I just think that you like shouldn't get yourself kicked out of college for for smoking pot, basically. what I was telling him. I'm sure lots of people have different opinions about that, but it's like, he clearly was not at the right place and like was not in a good place specifically. Like, yeah. um, I don't remember what else was on the letter, but it was a lot of just like, I just really care about you and I really want to be with you. Yeah. Like, and I think it was the first time that I had told him that like, I want to be in a relationship with him. Um, Ghosted me. Yeah. And then six months later, I drunk texted him and I was like, cool. So I'm drunk enough to do this. I assume you're just never going to talk to me again. Like you're just really pissed about the letter. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Never talked again. He married, he married the roommate person that moved in. Mm-hmm. So that was that. <laughs> I have to say, like whether, you know, like wherever or not you fall on like the spectrum of feeling about morality or whatever I I do feel sometimes like people like him like one of my ex-boyfriends who are kind of like making those decisions and like experimenting with stuff like they're not 
like you said, like they're not making good decisions about their own life and they're not really thinking about other people, you know? Right. Well, and I just think like, you know what BYU is going in. You know what the expectations are. I know what the expectations are and I never went there. And so I'm just like, is it worth messing up your college education, which will be important for the rest of your life? Like, just cause you want to smoke weed. Like, yeah, why don't you just go to like, different schools? That's what you want to do. Exactly. It's kind of like, if you, if it's not a comfortable place for you, which I totally understand that it's not for a lot of people and that. Yeah, maybe, to you. Right. Yeah. To try and transfer. So it's such a tough situation. And that was like almost exactly what happened with my big first relationship too, was like started dating this guy. And I mean, people warned me about him. Other, there had been another girl. The danger douche. I think we usually call him the motorcycle guy. Um, I like danger douche better. (laughs) um, The... Oh, no, I usually call him my um, evil ex-boyfriend. Nod to Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, because Scott Pilgrim was what helped me get over him and through that breakup. But yeah, that was almost exactly what happened where we started dating. And I mean, that one was a really complex one because he wasn't awful. He was a really good friend and he was like a really good boyfriend and like we started dating and like two or three weeks in, he was like, I love you. And I was like, whoa, dang. But that's such a red flag. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, it's, it, it, yeah. When people right. attach that quickly. It's- the hard thing for me is that I actually do attach to a lot of people, like including best friends very quickly. Like that's how it was with Annie. That's how it was with... Laura that's how it was with you know like I can name off a lot of my best friends and I'm like that is always how it was just like yep we're best friends now and we're gonna hang out with each other 24 7 um and I also did have like I had been friends with him for like a year and a half okay Um, because we met on a school field trip um, where we went to New York. So that was a very like magical kind of experience where it's like, we're meeting and we're in the city and we're, you know, talking about art and life and stuff. Um, and then we went back and it was kind of like, you know, I was in love with my professor. So I was like a little wrapped up in that. (laughs) (laughs) I was just a little busy. (laughs) was like way more than 15 years older than me um that's fine I dated a 40 year old but yeah oh and then there was the other guy my arch enemy that I was also kind of like we were hanging out a lot and I was kind of like are we gonna date and then he was like you know I thought about it and uh no I don't think I want to date you and so I was like cool I'm gonna stop talking to you and there was also just so it was just like there was also like one of the guys in my program who was kind of the like, you know, do-gooder, you know, boy. And it was like, I was trying to date all these other people that I was like supposed to, you know, like the kind of, you would think maybe we were a better match kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But it just like, those guys never wanted to date me because I was not the like Scandinavian 
what their idea of like an ideal girlfriend was. Yes. We should talk about that for a second. One of the hardest things about dating in Utah, sorry, I'm just going to readjust because my back hurts really bad. Um, One of the hardest things about dating in Utah is the fact that there is like a very specific um, kind of woman that um, quote unquote sells well in this state. Like if you don't look a certain way, a lot of the time men are not interested. And I will also say men here are also more times than not a very specific brand. And that brand is bro. It's boring, boring, bro, jerk, disrespectful, uh, entitled. Yeah. Yeah. But like who think of themselves as As, people. Yeah. No, I, you know, that Bo Burnham song where he's talking about like the ideal woman, the ideal man. And like, Oh yeah. That line where he's like, (laughs) you need to stop thinking your is a gift to the world because it's not (laughs) like that is the brand of man that lives in Utah. And I don't mean all of them, but most many, many. And I definitely felt like that too. And so, and I think it's confusing when you are going to BYU and to Utah with a certain idea of like, oh, these are Christian people. They are charitable. They, you know, believe in, you know, loving other people and accepting other people. But in reality, like their actions are not matching up with that, those ideas at all. And like, it is a very, um, like shallow, you know, kind of people who are professing to kind of feel this like, I don't know, at least like for me, like that's not how I um, identify <laughs> as being a member of the church, but it has been my experience in meeting a lot of men. And I think it's just one of those things where it's like, it's kind of the expectation, it's part of the culture and it's, you know, kind of an underlying thing that people don't talk about but I actually just have a friend who got called to Provo on her mission. And part of me was like, Oh, I'm so excited for you. You know, I did have a lot of positive experiences personally in Provo, but then there were also a lot of things that left a very bad taste in my mouth. And I almost want to tell her like, look, you're probably going to make some really great friends. There's also going to be some people who are totally like wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that was my entire experience going to high school in Utah County And that's why I don't talk to like anyone that I went to high school with anymore. I talk to one person, uh, two, three, hmm? a handful of people. And um, I didn't get along with a lot of people. I was labeled the mean girl, even though I wasn't really mean. I just didn't talk to people. Yeah. Like, and like having trust issues and all those things, because I would say, um, so me and my friend Jenny have talked about this specifically with the Voldemort person and how like, well, that and then my evil ex-boyfriend, those two experiences really shifted me because I all of a sudden was like, oh, you can't just like trust people, you know, like, and so once you kind of go through having that experience where you are starting to be more guarded, and then all of a sudden, 
or like also holding people accountable, which I think both you and I now do also call people out when they're, you know, like exhibiting very problematic behavior just because we both experienced it so many freaking times. Yeah. And we're tired of it. Um, Honey. (laughs) So, um, because yeah, I think people also in Maryland, it like in Baltimore, um, specifically younger men also now like sometimes see me as being mean or like a bully. And I'm like, Oh, do you mean that I'm honest and that I am telling you when you need to like get it together? Um, and like when you were late, when you were not reliable, when you said you were going to be there for me and then you weren't there for me, like, so you're mad at me or you're mad at you and you don't want to accept it. Like, I just want (laughs) to, I loved that little wink. deal with that. <laughs> so yeah, people yeah. don't want to deal with consequences for their actions. And and then they're like, ah, there are consequences for me being a bad person. What? For me being cruel and not taking accountability for it. And so that's where I personally, I don't like calling people bad people. I would say you're exhibiting very bad behavior and you're doing nothing to change it. And I think that you can, and I think that everyone has potential, but like, you're not doing it. So, you know, I can't hang out with you when you're being that way. Yeah. I, I mean, there, I don't think there are many people that I would call bad people. Voldemort is a bad person. I just, he's just a bad person. I don't think that he's going to change anytime soon because he has no. no reason to. No. And that's, I think the hard thing is like, and that's why you cut toxic people out in your life because I don't believe in apologies. I only believe in changed behavior. And if you get burned so many times after people say that they're going to change their behavior and they don't, it's like, okay, your word means nothing. Yeah. Your actions are exhausting. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm out. I mean, and that's the exact kind of same thing that happened with my ex-husband was just like, a lot of, I mean, not apologies. I can think of a grand total of like two times in our entire relationship where he actually apologized. Cause a lot of the time the apologies were like, well, sorry, you're upset. Like, sorry, sorry, you feel that way. And it's like, oh, you're not sorry that you just like punched a hole through the door. Cool. <laughs> so anyways, anyways, yeah. Toxic behavior. It's just not good. Yeah. So it's- I guess to wrap up the evil ex-boyfriend story it was like I started dating him and everything was seemingly great and then kind of towards the middle um I mean honestly he's really like so he was struggling with um he got found out and I don't know who it was um but like somebody reported him for smoking weed um and he was also a BYU student so he was having to go to the uh, honor code office. So that was happening. And then he also had this thing with an art show where his art was accepted into a national competition, but then 
the image he submitted was not representative of BYU. And so he ended up having to pull it. And that was like a whole thing he got very upset about. And I think blame him for that. No, like, so I'm saying like, there are some things like he was dealing with some legitimate trials and things that were going on. But because of that, I feel like he all of a sudden stopped treating me as a person and a girlfriend and he started kind of objectifying me and being like, oh, well, you can make me feel better. And then all of a sudden he was like, I don't want to pressure you, but like for me, like, you know, sex could be on the table kind of a thing where, and so it was like, that's when I started having to be like, okay, well for me, it's not. And like, I think you know that, but, um, you know, it, 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 then it like kind of kept coming up. And like, I was like, there were several times where I sat down and I was like, no. Yeah. And, and like, over mm-hmm. and over and over. He just yeah, well, and he wasn't always saying it, but like definitely like physically, like boundaries were then starting to be pushed. And like, there was one time and, and it was kind of messy and he was like trying to break up with me right before his graduation and I was like I figured we were just gonna break up in like two weeks after graduation and then you're gonna go to Colorado and I'm gonna go to New York and then like I don't know um and so and then he was like oh okay well I guess we're kind of still together it was like messy and I I wish so much that I could go back and be like yes let's just break up but of course it's like I didn't know what was gonna happen um you want it to be hopeful that maybe things could work long distance. Yeah. And I mean, there wasn't really a reason for me not to think that like, we're only going to be gone for a few weeks over the summer. And I, for me, I, so I also ended up writing him a letter being like, I know that things are weird right now, but like, (laughs) I, I still love you. And I feel like maybe there's a way we could make this work. And then And he was like, oh, I'm going to buy you a birthday present and send it to you in New York. And, but at that point also, I felt like things were definitely already breached. And like, it took me a while to kind of figure out that what had happened would qualify as sexual assault. And that like, he was pushing boundaries and like doing things that made me feel very uncomfortable. And then me also saying like, I'm not comfortable with that. Like I was literally saying, no, it's not, you know? Um, So I'm very glad. I'm so glad that I'm not with him, but it was an awful experience. And it was, it was so confusing because I was like, I'm heartbroken and I miss him and I love him, but also I hate him and I'm angry at him. And I feel violated. Um, So anyways, so we had that letter exchange and then it was like the 4th of July that I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't heard from you. I don't even understand. And And then he was also very vague and he responded and was like, you know, just have fun in New York. And like, I just want to be here. And I just like enjoy being able to have coffee and not like worry about it. And and so it's like, he didn't say, hey, I want to break up. But then he was also like, I'm pretty sure like starting to sleep with this other girl like in Colorado and then brought her back to Provo. And so it's, that's when I really lost it and wrote him like a two page letter swearing at him and being like, I, how dare you? (laughs) Oh, the audacity. Yeah. So that was, I really hate that mom told us that we should write letters. 
Because she would always be like, you should write a letter. You should write a letter. And then it got burned into my brain. And every time I'd get mad, I'd be like, I'm writing a letter. (laughs) Well, and (laughs) mom does that too. But I mean, also, I do feel like part of it was like the time and the technology as well. Right? It's like, we were... Sorry, somebody's at my door. What is this? What do you want? You're interrupting our story. I know, right? Oh, it's just FedEx. It's fine. (laughs) Like, it's like with Voldemort, like we were in the time of AIM. And so we would do that a lot. And then like, I've never heard somebody call it AIM for the record. What do you call it? It's AIM. No, we call it AIM. So instant messenger, whatever. I call it AIM. Um, And then, you know, like with me and evil ex-boyfriend it was like facebook messages so i mean obviously texting was around but we weren't like facetiming because that wasn't a thing i didn't even get my first smartphone until i was like 20 yeah no me neither i think i got mine in 2014 when i was 24 so Anyways, how do we want to wrap this up? Is there any, like, last story? I don't know. The only other story I was thinking of was the guy who proposed to me in high school. <laughs> I don't think I know that story. You you do or don't? I don't think so. Yeah, no, he was the evil. Well, I mean, you got married, basically, in high school, but. Don't talk about that. <laughs> we already talked about that. We don't need to talk about it again. <laughs> No, I mean, I said no, by the way. Um, but no, I started dating this like emo boy and he was really cool and I really liked him. I really liked him um, at first, but then he became very um, possessive and he like just wanted to hang out with me 24 seven. But at the time I was like, you know, taking care of Nick full time. And so I think that there were a lot of people that didn't realize that like I had a full other life of responsibility outside of school. And so he'd be like, well, I want you to come to the mall with me and hang out. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. He's like, well, why? And I'm like, I'm taking care of my brother and then I need to make dinner and then I need to help him with homework and then I need to do my homework and then I need to put him to bed. He's like, what? (laughs) Like, I'm busy. Is this the polygamist? No, I only ever went on one date with him because <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know until we were on the date that he was part of a polygamist family. <laughs> and he told me all about it. And then I asked him what he was going to do with his future. And he was like, I don't know, probably the same thing that my dad does. And I'm like, oh, so you're going to have four wives. I'm out. <laughs> he was a nice guy, but um, not the life for me. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And so I was with this guy. He became very possessive. I wasn't into it. Um, and I don't know, he just kind of had a level of intensity that made me really nervous. And so I basically ended up telling him that one day and I was just like, it's just a lot. I have a lot going on in my life. Like, I just don't think I can do this right now. You know, it was like nothing against you. It was literally that, like, it's not you, it's me. I've just got a lot of shit going on. And then I got home from school one day 
and mom was home that day for some reason. And she, I guess like went outside to get the mail or something. And she came back in and she's like, that guy is like sitting down at the end of the street. Did you know that? I was like, no. And so I like popped my head outside and he's like sitting on this rock down by that like farm field where the horses were. Mm-hmm. He's staring at our house. And I'm like, after the proposal or before? This is before the proposal. After the breakup, before the proposal. Oh, okay. And I was like, that's creepy. I don't like that. Sure. And so I like walked down there and I was like, I don't know what you, you got going on, but like, this isn't cool. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. So please leave. He's like, well, I'm not on your property. And I'm like, or you can sit here on a rock all day, but like, I mean, it's still stalking. Like he's in. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was creepy as hell, but I was just like, no. (laughs) And so I like went back inside and was just like, okay, well. You probably technically could have called the police on him. Probably. Probably. But anyways, and then like the next day I had choir and he was in my choir class and he spent the entirety of choir like curled up in a ball on his chair, just like sobbing. Like, and it finally reached a point where the teacher was like, Hey, I don't know what you're doing, but you got to go. Gosh, that's such toxic, fragile masculinity. Yeah. It was I mean, a- not to say that guys can't cry, but that's just such an overdramatic like display yeah, it was insane. It was insane. And then, like, a few days later, he showed up at school with, like, a legitimate diamond ring and was just like, I just want you to marry me. I just love you so much. And, like, proposed to me. So I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> well, and, like, that same day, like, class had started and... I was trying to go to my class and he was like trying to get me to talk to him. And at that point, like everyone had gone into their classrooms and everything was empty and he like grabbed my arm. Mm-hmm. And so I screamed bloody murder. I was like, don't effing touch me. <laughs> so like three teachers came outside and were like, what is happening? He immediately like let go of my arm and I went into the classroom and I'm just like, ah, I can't handle this. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was, there was that whole thing. That was fun. Nice. Yeah. That's a little, that's a little, well, I could talk about the old man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, the recent one. Yeah. That's a hell of a story though. Do you want to save it for another time? Yeah, maybe we can start the next episode with that. It's just like a little icebreaker. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if we have any um, takeaways from our experiences, but... um, Be careful. Yeah. Be thorough. Don't get into a relationship and then get engaged two weeks or three months later. Like I really believe you really have to know someone well, because you can know, think, you know, someone, and then they will change on like the flip of a dime. Like just. (sighs) Yeah. And if there's absolutely anything that makes you uncomfortable, like listen to that 
feeling because it could definitely lead to like a whole, you know, unearthed um, side of them that you don't know. You have to trust your intuition. Um, There's a whole book about trusting your gut and like the importance of it. Um, So it must be good advice. (laughs) <laughs> but, but really you do need to trust your gut um know what big red flags are so when you see them you can make a note of them because I think that was something I learned with my marriage my first marriage was just like it wasn't until much later that I realized what kind of behaviors were actually like huge red flags Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, so one of the things is like, it's hard to be alone and there's a very big, you know, like watching as many rom-coms as I have, you know, there's just like this idea that it's like, you need to find your person and that like, or finding love will make you feel better. And sometimes it does, but sometimes it can really leave you worse off. And so my you know, kind of advice from my cousin that has been helpful for me is that it's just, it's better to be alone than to be in an abusive, bad relationship. And, you know, as soon as you recognize it, just walk the other direction. Like it has nothing to do with your self-worth. Like you are worthy of being loved and you are worth being treated well. And if you're not treated well by people it's on them, not on you. So I spend more time alone than I thought that I would, but I have a cat and we have a wonderful relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And she is my best friend and better than having someone around who's gonna try to make me not feel bad or try to manipulate and control me for whatever purposes they have so yeah and I think that's an important note too spend time with yourself yeah you have to know yourself before you can really be in a healthy relationship because you have to know what works for you and what doesn't you have to understand what your personal needs are to ensure that whatever person you decide to be with is capable of like respecting and or meeting those needs. Um, Cause Mr. Darcy does not exist. You have to be your own Mr. Darcy. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, like, I do think the only reason Elizabeth ends up with him is because she lived in a society where women couldn't provide for themselves. Yeah. And I think in another world, Elizabeth would have been a career woman. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think of Amy in Little Women too. Yeah. Especially in the like newer movie with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. (laughs) When she has that conversation with him where she's like, I cannot own my own property. I cannot sell my own paintings. I, if I have children the man who's like fathers those children he is technically the owner of those children she's like I cannot do anything for myself yeah um and luckily we don't live in that world as much anymore I mean it's certainly still an underlying factor but 
um, yeah, we have a lot more choice and it's better to be, to have freedom and to have control of your own life than to have someone who is trying to control you. Yeah. Um, be picky. Um, Not too picky, but be picky. Right. Cause there is no perfect relationship and any relationship would need work, but yeah, but healthy is the most important thing to find. Yeah. And that's why you find us here today, dressed as witches, living our best witch life. Well, I was going to kick, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't work at all. Very cool. (laughs) (laughs) And you too can be like me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing the laughs and embarrassing moments and the horror stories so spooky (laughs) i'm gonna go put up christmas lights (laughs) (laughs) sounds good yeah i'm gonna go eat lunch okay okay love you bye bye